Now, y'all say, oh, this is Pastor Tanya, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. I wanted to let you know that I am still here. I have been able to apologize and let you know that I took a little bit of a hiatus as far as trying to refocus. I have homework. I have a house to clean. I have a home to take care of children, my husband, just some things that I needed to get reorganized and resurfaced as far as trying to make sure that I condense a lot of different things, address some things, and still some things need to be addressed. But in this hour and this time, God is still speaking. So I haven't stopped learning and understanding when God speaks, I have to listen. I still have to be obedient. Amen. But I wanted to also give myself time because at the same time, I had to learn how to be able to research the things that I needed researched as far as having to talk about Jezebel, having to talk about Ahab, having to talk about uh, Prophet Elijah, having to talk about different people like Obadiah. I mean, it's just so much that you have to be able to ascertain it. But also the same is at time, do research on these people. Do research when you're talking about who he is and how God is and why is God like this? And why did God go into this? And why did this happen? And how did this happen? And why did God have these certain characters or different people to come into this type of scenario in the Bible? And then having to sit there and really, really like, like having to sit there and cut your meat. I mean, this has been like steak and potatoes for me. So for me personally to come in and having to you know, sit there and cut all of this down for you. It has become a lot sometimes, but grace be unto God. A lot of the times that when I do do these podcasts, because nine times out of 10, my mind and my heart, you have to be able to start realizing that God is speaking. And then at the same exact time, he's like, okay, I'm talking about this, but I need you to go in and research it. So when I tell you that researching and then having to do a lot of psychology um, in school of psychology and then having to sit there and say, look, let me go back to the word of God. Let me tell you something. And I am not like at a beginning level. I am honestly trying to dig down deep inside to figure out what God has said. And a lot of people don't like that because they're like, wait a minute, she said this, she said that. No, a lot of the times I'm sitting up here and I'm looking at what God said and then going back and saying, wait a minute, why is, why do we hate, you know, Jezebel so much? Why has her name, you know, been so, you know, all these years? I mean, you got to look at it, you know, and Prophet Elijah and Obadiah and having to have King Ahab, I mean, those type of things are happening now in the world in all of these different places and different spectrums in the United States and around the world. It has become so like, I was like, man, God, you are so good because he sits there and he gives us the Holy Spirit. And then he's like, wait a minute, help, you know, get this assignment done and then come back and do this and then sit here and you ponder on it and you kind of chew in it. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I got to put this out. And then people are like, wait a minute, you know, it's kind of like, I'm like, no, you got to understand it, that it's not like 
you know, I can sit here and just neglect what God has said. No, but at the same exact time, if you are doing this, like I can understand how some people are doing this as full-time ministry. And I love that God has blessed me for a whole year to do this. And then at the same exact time, I'm trying to be able to sit here and balance also the homework and the housework and trying to make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing while I'm making sure that I'm not burned out. That's a huge one. And I hope people realize and understand that God is so good and God is so great. And and the Holy Spirit is awesome. Jesus is awesome. And I don't want to give you any like have baked mess. And I mean, like, you know, certain people will sit there and say, oh, that's fully cooked and this and that. But at the same as that time, it's not fully cooked. It's not, you know, all there in. I just, I'm one of those people that I don't want to give you something that I wouldn't want for myself. And it's like, you know, you can cook steak and potatoes and it can look good. But when you cut inside of it, it can be either raw or it can be, you know, well done, burnt or what have you. But it's got to be in a good state in order for somebody to digest it. What do you mean, Pastor? What I mean is this, is that when I go in and I talk about the word of God, it becomes so much a reality for me. It's not like I can just step in and then just step out. No, I'm living this and we're all living it because the deception that we have, and this is part two, the deception that we have, and I'm still going to, you know, go into a little bit more, but the deception we are under now, it is becoming more and more affluent. I mean, it's not just the commercials. It's not just the, you know, TV shows. It's not just, you know, they're having like general cults and general like different agendas that they will sit there and let it, you know, predominate what we as society know to be wrong. And then at the same time to say that it's right. And it's not. And I want to say this from the people in the back is this. You need to be able to sit there and say, wait a minute, God, you know, that's not right. But they want to sit there and they want to personify it, edify it in so much full-blown mess that they say it's good and it's not. We already know what the word of God says. We cannot go and sit there and dilute the word of God for someone's benefit. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't care whoever the pastor is, prophet is. I don't care who the mess they think they are, whatever title they have. I don't care from the White House to the Blue House, that kind of situation that you know is not right. And you sit there and you arguably sit there and think that you can put things into to whole entire societies, whether it doesn't benefit you and then next thing you know you want to sit here and go against god y'all must have had some serious smoking crack cocaine going on and i'm gonna say it like i mean it because to me you don't realize how much you have sat there and deluded and sat there and trivialized and sat there and belittle who god is in your life that's a mess and i'm sorry i'm not gonna sit here and let you sit here and say well god didn't say no. God told you already in the Bible that you can't sit there and change who you are. You're a man is a man and a woman is a woman. There is no in between. I'm going to say it like I mean it. Some people don't want to sit here and be the right one. 
You want to be the wrong one? Get out the seat. Get out the church. Get out the ministry. Get out of the evangelism. Get out the prophecy. Get out the mess that God has called you. And get out of it and sit your happy bed butt down. I'm going to say it like I mean it. See, some people don't want to do their jobs. They want to sit here and think that it's okay to sit here and say, well, Pastor, I'm going to say this because, you know, it's so beneficial. No, I'm not trying to keep butts in seats. I'm trying to sit here and I'm trying to give you the word of God, the unadulterated word of God, because we have to give an account to every word that we have seen, the everything that we have known. You can't sit there and tell me that some of the things that's going on in this world and you see what's going on. And you know it's wrong because I don't understand. We're we're made up of God. That's what our DNA is. And when we're psychologically sitting up here and you see one thing, but then they accept one thing and you sit there and you know it's not right. And then you sit there and you accept it in your soul. No, that's not right. I can't, I can't get with that. I can't condone that. I can't sit there and tell you. You are sitting up here, and I'm talking about men and women of God, and I'm not even talking about the people that's outside in the world. You know what's right because you want to. You know what's been going on. Some of you have been brought up in church. Some of you have not. Now, I'm being honest. Even if you're an atheist to a Buddhist or what have you, do you understand some of the practices that's going on in these different religions are not of God? Not doing what God says do. Do you understand that seducing spirits, doctrines of devils are coming out now? And at the same exact time, they don't want to address it. See, that's the thing is that when you see something, you have to say it. And you know what's right, but yet it's still you want to close your mouth. Don't close your mouth. You need to open it up wide and say it's not of God. Put that down. Put that down. Leave people alone. Leave children alone. Leave the men and women of God alone. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, what really, really got with me is that a girl had, honestly, because she was of Christian origin, she was a believer in God, she had lost her life because she was talking about how God had brought her through to her studies. And because it was a different way of thinking from her own peers, they sat there and it killed her. Do you understand that there is only one true God, and that's God. That's Elohim, El Shaddai. There is no other God that can give you the security that you have, that can give you the anointing that you have, that can give you the peace that passes all understanding. I don't care what nobody else tells you. He's the only true God in this whole entire earth and also in the whole entire universe do you understand let me say that one let me let me calm down because this is part of what i had to sit here and i've been reading lately about and i went back and i told god i said look remember the simplicity of deception is captivating the people part too and see in first kings the 18th chapter and i was like okay do you remember we're going to go to the 17th verse because i'm not done yet God is not done yet with this. And you'll start seeing a whole lot more of the United States and around the world that is doing these things. And now you're starting to realize and starting to rip off the Band-Aid and starting to see the pulse. You start to see all of the scars and, and also the whole entire wear and tear of the infection that has been going on. Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. 
Do you understand that you saw Brazil? You saw how they were sitting up here mocking God and how they were able to sit there and, you know, trivialize who God was for them. Do you understand that God sat there and said, put lightning to Jesus hand? And you do you understand that when the floods came, that even the demons that were in the whole entire establishment and some of these buildings came out in the water. And I sit there and I said, see, people don't realize and understand who we're dealing with and how God is and what he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be reverenced. He's supposed to be glorified. He's supposed to be feared. And I'm not talking about fear as in you're sitting up here. He's up here and you're down here. No, there's a reverence. There's an honor when you say his name. When you say his son's name, see, there's a difference between you sitting up here and saying God, but the, at the same exact time, see, the enemy knows who we are, but see, the enemy realizes and knows that, recognizes that some of us that are supposed to be living of God don't recognize and realize who God is in our lives. That's why you got hell in your household. Now, I'm going to say it like I mean it. Sometimes y'all want to sit here and I'm going to say me too. See, sometimes we want to sit here and realize and recognize that, wait a minute, God is sustaining, he's omnipotent, omni he's omnipresent, he's everywhere. But some of us don't want to realize and recognize for the ones that's sitting up here, the ones that don't want to live for God, please have several seats, get out of your ministry, get out of the churches, don't be ahead of the household, don't be ahead of anything in the auxiliary board, do not be on the church choir. Don't sit there and be the deacon, nor the minister, nor the pastor, nor the preacher. Don't be anything because you want to sit here and you want to sugarcoat who God is. I'm tired of it. I know the people that are living for God are tired of it. So please understand this, that we as a people, as a nation, we are the only ones besides Israel that were founded on God's principles. Oh, what do you mean, Pastor? Let me calm down because I'm tired of people sitting here and don't know what time it is. The deception is so real. It's in your face. I mean, verbally. Do you understand? You've seen so many celebrities and you think they were decent until the next album and then all of that is coming out. Do you understand that the enemy will have you out here busted, broken, and tired? But not also just busted and bulking, but also at the same as at times spiritually and mentally and psychologically gone. So much so that your soul has been required. Your soul and your mind, your heart is done. And it's sold out for so many different things. For finances, for obligations, for trying to make sure that you 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 can make it through the, for the next day, or you trying to get rich and, and all this money and all this other stuff. See, there are so many celebrities that put there and say, you know what, I'm going to sell out my soul. I sold my, out my soul for you. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you, so many people realize, don't realize how bad it gets until you seriously sit up there and see the consequences to the actions. Y'all don't hear me, though. See, it's the point now that we're living in almost very critical times. It ain't no almost, it's just his pastor. So let me say it like I mean it. It's, we're living in some detrimental times. And I'm going to say it like I mean it. So many people don't realize that sometimes you're the only one. 
Let me say it one more time. You're the only one that is walking along in truth and in self and in God's way. Let me say it one more time for people in the back. You are living what God is telling you to do. And don't you know the enemy is after you because you're doing what God says do. It ain't no, well, you know, I'm just, no. It's because you are living what God told you to do. Now it's time and this is the season for you to keep going. Wait a minute, Pat. I said, this ain't even in my notes. I haven't even gotten to my notes. I'm just telling you, stop and realize and recognize that God is calling you. When are you going to answer? Amen. When are you going to realize that the enemy don't care who you are, whom you are, whom you serve, how you serve, as long as you are living, not the word of God. He does. He's like, okay, I can have them. But once you start living the word of God, breathing the word of God, talking to God, having fellowship with God, having sweet communion with God, that's when the enemy can't even fathom how much more, because he knows you should know by now how much power, how much dutimus, how much God is into you. And you should be into him. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Now, let me go to 1 Kings, the 18th chapter and the 17th verse. And I will sit there and I will say this also before I start. Please have your Bibles available. This is something that's very important. We as a nation, we, and I say nation, I mean all different countries, nationalities, ethnicities. If you proclaim Jesus as your Lord and Savior, as God is the first one and the only one in your life, then you need to be reading your word, taking, jotting down notes. I mean, taking some things that you need and put it towards your life. Now more than ever, amen. Now coming from 1 Kings, the 18th chapter, from the King James Version, 17th verse. And it came to pass that when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? Let me say it one more time. And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? Are you the troublemaker? Aren't you him? Aren't you the one? Y'all, you will be that one that is nagging all oh, so bad. Like, like, you know how you have that toothache that you don't want to go to the dentist because you don't want to get it treated that far. You are one of those that when you wake up in the morning and Satan says, wait a minute, she is woken up. I don't want to see her. Why is she up? She should be dead. That part. You should be in such a happy mood that you are messing with the enemy just by being able to be existing because God is a blessing and God loves you enough that you sit there and you say, wait a minute, Lord, I thank you. That part. So. Let's continue. And he answers, y'all, this is going to get juicy. I have, and it's, that's not in the word, but, and he answered 18 verse, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. Ooh, wait a minute, hold up. 
identified. Let me say that one more time. And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house. In that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. Mm, mm, mm. What he, the prophet is saying is that I'm not it. That's you. You and your father and his household. I'm being honest. He's just saying it. He's telling the truth. And he's like, because you have forsaken, knocked off, didn't care. God's way of life, authority, his his whole entire commandments towards you and your family. Because you have done that, now you follow Balaam. Now you're following a different God. Your demigod also at the same as that. It ain't even an original one. It's a copy. It is not even original. It is God is the only original. Everybody else is a duplicate or a copy. Hmm. Let me say that one more time for people in that. See, people don't realize that if you're only one walking along in truth, that was what the prophet Elijah was. And then at the same exact time, they don't sit there and say, you little trouble. No, I ain't in trouble. I'm not it. I'm the one that's sitting here and I'm doing what God says do because guess what? This is what God has standards in. You forgot. Now God is going to sit there and make you an example for what you have done. Y'all better understand something. Is that for everyone that is doing something wrong, God's got one that's going to do it right. He's done it with Noah. He's done it with Esther. He's done it with Ruth. He's done it with the judges. He's done it all the way into the Old Testament, all the way into the New Testament with Jesus. He's done it. And there's always one or more than one that's going to be able to do what God says do. In this case, it was one. And Prophet Elijah was that one. Man, Pastor, why you? Because y'all want to sit up here. And I'm not one of those that go with clicks. I'm just not. I've never been like that, never will be. You can ask the people that I, I've had school with in my previous classes, they'll tell you I'm not a click person. Never have been, never will be. Because at the same time, do you understand that I don't want to be a part of the click when I know that I'm standing out, I'm born to stand out? Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Haven't you heard that? That's that's enough. You're born to stand out. Your hair is totally different. Your skin tone is totally, all about you is totally different. And it should be just not all right, but it should be that it was God given. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. Because you stood out, that's God given. That's not anybody else that's giving you that. That's God given. Now, when you're the only one that's doing right doesn't it seem kind of how can i say that it's difficult can it be kind of cumbersome can it be kind of just a time of you sitting there and saying wait a minute am i doing this right am i saying this right i mean elijah had to i mean honestly if you think about it i mean at the time he was you know the prophets were getting killed obadiah uh, last time we were t we were seeing Obadiah, uh, he was able to put the prophets away in a cave and feed them. 
Now, you're starting to see a whole lot more going on. But it's about that the fear, I mean, the constant fear of just speaking up in a time where people are not known to speak up. You see, Obadiah, he feared God, but also at the same exact time, he did not want to be killed by Ahab. He didn't want to be killed by Ahab. And you have to sit there and you got to understand where does your conviction lie? Where, what is it? And I like how he was honestly sitting there and saying, look, it ain't, that ain't me. I'm not the one causing trouble. You are and your family. You're the ones that's been doing this to Israel. And then at the same as that time, on top of that, you serving another God. How could you? And it's a lesser God at that. Ain't that something? That's something? You will sit there and serve a lesser God. But then at the same as that time, sit up there and calls me, call me the person that's troubling Israel. Is that calling the kettle black? Isn't that seriously sitting up there and saying, wait a minute, you know, well, you know, I was the one that sat there and I, you know, I was the one that kept on and I'm the king. I'm supposed to be able to set the standard for the people. But yet and still, he's sitting up here and saying that. The prophet is causing trouble when he's a true prophet of God and he's sitting up there. His reply should be like us. Our reply is sitting up there simply putting, we're not the ones that are causing the trouble. You're causing the trouble. We're doing what God says to do. And you're serving a lesser God on that, on top of that. Now. On the 19 verse, this is getting good. I'm telling you, this is some, sometimes you got to be able to sit back and understand that God is just simply putting it, the truth in our face. Now, therefore, send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal, 450, and the prophets of the groves, 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. All right, here, here we go. Come on now. He's setting it up. He's like, look, this is what God is saying. Now, therefore, send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal, 450, and the prophets of the groves, 400, for which eat at Jezebel's table. Do you understand that he's pretty much throwing down the gauntlet? This is what some of us, we need to understand that the enemy is getting into the territory and sitting there and declaring we're the trouble, but we've been the main one that's been living and doing what God says to do. So yes, he's going to sit there and he's going to have this throwdown. I mean, this is something deep. This is something that remember when people used to call you out and, or if they would, they would call your mama. That's fighting words for me. Back in the South, you say something about my mama. I will see you after school. And then it will be blows. It ain't no like, well, you know, I'm sorry. Nah, that's my mama. Certain things are just sacred. And do you understand that because of what he did and what he's been doing, King Ahab had caused a gauntlet to come down. You know what I mean? He sat there and, and willfully sat there and said, you know what? You're the trouble? No, 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 no. Prophet said, no, I am not the trouble. I am doing what God says. Do you are the one serving the lesser God? And then at the same time, you drag 
children of Israel into it also. You and your father and your household. Now we're going to have to go down and see what's going on. All y'all know, hear me all. See, the enemy will sit there and make it seem as though you are the problem because you sit up here being holy. Because you're living up holy. You're telling children you live holy. You're being an example for your family. You're sitting up there and your finances ain't twisted. Your house is nice. Your car is nice. And you sitting up there doing what God says do. So now you the trouble. All oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, you are the trouble because you set the standard. You are setting the standard when no one else is setting the standard. And I had to sit there and I had to think about it. Wait a minute, hold up. That me? Is that you? Is, is that me, God? Because I'm not sitting up here being stupid. Because I'm not sitting up here. And when I say stupid, I mean not intelligent to do and do it as God says do it. Because you want to sit up there and act like you all of that and then some. But then at the same exact time, I'm sitting up here, sitting up here doing what God says do. And you want to sit up here and go after everything underneath the sun. And you know that's not God. Y'all don't hear me, though. Wait a minute. Hold up. We set the standard. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. The lack of intelligence that a person has to pursue other gods simply because they don't want to pursue the right one. Because they don't want to sit there and give God his just due. Because they sit there and they want to analyze and psychoanalyze God. And you don't think that God doesn't see that. God sees everything. See, I've seen all this time that I've been looking around and I've been viewing things. And some of, somebody from an atheist point of view said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to believe God after five, four, three. And it was a lightning and God shook at that time. Do you understand? Because God touches us at different moments in our lives just to let him, just for you to recognize who he is. He doesn't seem like he pushes us. He just wants you to have that time with him to recognize who the real true life goes through. And that's through him. And don't you understand that because of that touch, because of that, he, that man got saved. And because of the atheists, I heard saw another atheist, prominent person in his in his religion, in his community. Don't you know because the woman was saved and was showing love, and I mean, just a simple hug causes him to go and and research and renounce everything that he knew. Y'all don't hear me though. It's just a simple things. That's why I said simplicity, the simplicity of the deception. Y'all got to look at it from my point of view, too. Y'all got to realize that. Wait a minute, Pastor. I'm, I'm, let me go over to the other side. Let me let me go ahead and let me let me just kind of recognize for some people. Well, Pastor, you know, I'm not that deep in God yet. You will be. Well, Pastor, I'm not that, you know, I'm not that uh, like you are praying in the spirit. You will be. Well, Pastor, you see things. I see things because that's my gift. And also at the same exact time, it's going to get to a point when you ask God for things. See, some of us don't want to be 
sitting up there and asking God. See, when you ask God, you got to be careful for what you ask for because God will reveal it to you. And he reveals it to you so raw, so like it's so in your face. Like, really? Like, that's the way it was? Wow. That part. So when I tell you that some people don't want to be raw with God, don't want to be bearing out, laid out, crossed out, I mean, fully naked in front of God, just like Adam and Eve, they want to don't bear it all. And I mean, figuratively, I don't mean like naturally. I don't mean like, you know, just putting yourself out like that. No, what I'm saying is that in the whole scheme of things, I'm saying putting yourself exposed to God and saying, God, show me who I am so that I can start realizing how to combat what the enemy has in my lineage, in my line, whether it's my mother, my father, or what did I do? People don't want to be exposed to that. People don't want to sit there and lay naked before God and say, God, I need you to fix me. I need you to come in where people have sat there and 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 bruised me here, had 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 posts coming here and had infection coming here. I need to cut this off and I, I need to repair this and I, I need to I need to get somebody in order to my brain to function. And then I have all of these childhood traumas and then I have all of this stuff that somebody molested me or somebody lied to me or my myself has been shattered or torn. I don't want, I don't want to do why. People don't want to do that no more. People don't want God to, they don't want communion with God where God is going to show you because that's a deadly prayer. I prayed that. I've had that prayer where you sit there and you say, God, expose the people that don't love me and do love me to my face. That is the most deadliest prayer besides the one of you exposing yourself and saying, God, show me who I am truly am so I could fix me. Whether it can be lifelong projects or, you know, what have you, but you want to be exposed. And that's the problem is people are not exposing themselves and doing what God says do. They want to lust and they want to go out and do whatever they want to do with the enemy and thinking they're okay. They're not. Truly, they're not. And at the same time, let's go down to the 22nd. This ain't even my notes. This is just something that God, I know the Holy Spirit gave to me. So I wanted to give it to you. That we have to be able to honestly sit there and go and talk to God about what's going on. What we have seen and why is it not good for us to be able to sit there and eat that or drink that or 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 sit there and clove like that or uh, have our children exposed to this or our, our marriage or our spouse or what? Why? And some people don't want to sit there and and do the research. Some people want to pull on you. In order for them to learn, uh, uh-uh, you better go and learn for yourself. That's how a lot of us have become so, what is it, microwavable, so so compact to say, wait a minute, let me rely on this prophet or 
or or pastor evangelist. No, you better get into it yourself because when I go and I sit myself and God sits in before I get sit before God, it ain't my past, it ain't my property, you know, it's just gonna be me. It's not my husband, not my children, it's just gonna be me. Just like it's gonna be you. So get used to that. That and also for the people that are babes in Christ, I'm going to say it like I mean it. I'm not going to force feed you anything. You better get into the word for yourself. It is getting to the high time for you to sit there and, oh, I'm a baby, I'm a baby. Do you understand that if you know the word of God, you better start living it. You better start reading it and you better start applying it to your life because people will see you before they read that word and they know if you've been living it. Not just lip service, but you better be living it because it's going to come out of your pores. It's going to come out of your being. It's coming out of your spirit. I'm going to say that one more time for people in the back. If you have not been reading your word, haven't been living it, don't you tell me something that's coming out of your mouth and you ain't been living it because it's going to come off of you. Man, Pastor, that's deep. Yes, it is. Just like with the prophet Elijah, he straight cold up, man, telling you that, that she just been doing blows like that because he has to be like that. He has to be like that because people don't realize that as a prophet, we got to be that stone cold sometimes. Because you sitting up here and accusing me of causing trouble, but yet and still you sitting up here doing and, and serving a lesser God, but also you're letting your wife that is not of God do the same thing too in the household and you're supposed to be over Y'all don't hear me. Over Israel. Doesn't that sound familiar? Ooh, y'all don't hear me though. Ooh, I'm a, hmm. Hmm. Doesn't that sound familiar? Doesn't that sound familiar? And I'm gonna say it like I mean it. Doesn't it sound familiar? Telling you, wake up. Now, let's go on to the 21st verse from 1 Kings. 18th chapter, and it's the 21st verse. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long hair, excuse me, how long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. And if but if Baal, then follow him. And then, and the people answered him, Not a word. Let me say it one more time, people. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye before two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, Not a word. Do you understand that when Joshua said, Choose ye this day whom you will serve? As for me and my God, me and my household, we shall serve the Lord. Look, you can't teeter-totter between God, and I keep saying this, and the enemy, and think you're going to get godly benefits, but then have this, have the same audacity to go over and sin and don't think it's consequence to your actions. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. Y'all want to sit here and serve the enemy 
and thinking it's okay and it's all right to tiptoe back whenever you think God is not looking. Y'all better wake up and smell some serious coffee. God ain't playing with you. God ain't playing with me. So why is it that we think we can just go ahead and do whatever? No, no. Whew. The vengeance is God's. God law. Y'all don't understand. Hmm. I don't want to be caught out there no more. I would not be caught out there. Do you understand? It's too many, too many people that's dying. That is dying. Young, old, and in between. Too many of us humans dying because we have made the decision. And then at the same exact time, that decision affects our children. Y'all don't hear me though. And it is hard for me to sit here and tell you how many times that you see so many things going on and people choose to take their lives because they think that's a solution. Do you understand that if people would care about other people, if people would seriously just look at what's going on in society as a nation, as a world, and we need to start praying more. We need to start consulting God more about the situation. It ain't, you know, that's the thing is that we as a whole entire body, as a nation, we should be praying for each other because I'm telling you, it's going to get, it's getting thick and deep. It is getting so deep that you know some people are dead men walking. I mean, mankind, men and women. And to having so many different viewpoints, you need to understand that everybody has a past, even me. And then at the same exact time, give that grace and mercy to that person, yes. But also at the same exact time, when they start walking, and they want to go back to what they've been doing, like a dog to his vomit, you need to understand God is going to start turning people over to reprobate minds, and he's already started that. Now, in the case of King Ahab, Baalism, and it's talking about this, is a devourer or glutton, and also uh, it is also a son of Beor. From the city of Pethron on the Euphrates, a diviner with a remarkable history. Balaam figures when the Israelites pitched their tents to the plains of Moab after their victory over Simeon, Sarah, also uh, Orgot, Balak, the, the king of the Moabites, sent an uh, embassy. Of elders of Moab and Midian to Balaam, offering to reward him if he would curse the Israelites. After looking to God about the matter, he replied that God had forbidden him to comply with the request. Now, for Baalism, that's a different, you know, Balak is a prophet at that time, but Balaam is is not what people think it is. It is pretty much going back into, and we've been over it, how people used to serve uh, 
a God that was sitting up there and sacrificing your children to this demigod. And you have so many different deities at that time that the Israelites were serving, but it just becomes more and more profane that nine times out of 10, that the the bells of pure which were the women at that time had pretty much worshiped uh that that deity but at the same time the practice was from the moabite women and they were soon kept coming up periodically and it became more and more pronounced in towards the Israelites because they have more and more of their followers coming around. Do you understand that God was sitting there and telling them not to serve him because this was something that people realized that was not of God. They were going away from God and it was driving them to do things to their families, doing things to their children and having to sacrifice them to this God. And also at the same exact time, do you understand that every time that God was sitting there and telling them about this deity, this lower and lesser God, that so many people realize that if they would have stayed with God, don't you know that God would have stayed with them? Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. We wander around because we're not sacrificed with God. Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. You go wandering around, and it, it, we're just like the Israelites. We wander around because we want to be satisfied in the flesh. But God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Do you understand that we have a fight continuously with two different factors? Really, is our flesh and also being able to have fought with how we used to pass sins, pass for all of those different things, but also you're fighting with the enemy. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You are doing some things that you have to be able to hypocritically sit there and say, you know what? That God. I love you enough to sacrifice and say, you know what? I don't want to do what I used to do. I don't know what you used to be. I don't care what you used to be, but you need to sacrifice yourself on a daily. What I mean is that not physically, you know, harm yourself, but in the spirit, sit there and tell yourself, I'm not going to that that place anymore. I'm not eating that anymore. I'm not going to go and worship this, or I'm not going to be at the TV that long, and I'm not going to be on TikTok, and I'm not going to be on Facebook, and I'm not going to be on this so much that I need to be able to be in my word, or I need to be able to hear the word of God, and I need to be able to sit there, and I need to have communion with him because he's a part of me that I don't want to deny. Wait a minute, Pastor. I'm just saying that certain people, some of us, some of us don't want to give that up because we're so comfortable. Do I tell you all the time, you can't be comfortable. We got to make ourselves uncomfortable because we're living in a time where people need to know the word of God. And 
it becomes so much so that when you're sitting up here and you're going after these other gods, do you understand that you cannot sit there? Hmm, my God. And you cannot sit there and tell me that God is not good. You can't sit there and tell me that he is not all faithful, all knowing. He, he doesn't take care of you. Yes, he does. He surely does. But what do we, some of us do? We want to go and we want to go over here and see, you know, dip out dip our toes in here. We want to go over here for status. We want to go over here for that. We we want to go over here for that. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. If you don't realize how good we have it, how, how awesome we have it, how much of God has we have it, how real he is in our lives. You don't know how God has been able to sit there and have people used to be on drugs and get them healed. He used to be adulterers and fornicators and all these different things in the Bible. Y'all don't know. When you turn over your life towards God, it ain't going to be the same. It's never going to be the same. It is never, ever going to be the same. And it says that in Carmel, a city of the Manong district within the tribal uh, territories of Judah, it is identified as modern Kerba Kil El Kilmore, located 7.5 miles southeast of Hebron. It lies on the edge of the Judean desert in a pastoral region of broad hills and wide valleys. Some emphasis is placed upon this location in the account of King Saul. Also at the same exact time, it is different locations for different regions. But this location, particularly Mount Carmel, it is special because of how it used to illustrate a beautiful and fruitful place. Hmm. And also, which pictures some of God's judgment. South of Carmel lies the fruitful plains of Sharon and Northeast. It flows into the river of Cush throughout the plains of the Asheridim. At Carmel, Elijah stood. Come on now. Come on, y'all. Y'all don't understand this. The mountains prominent jagging until the Mediterranean Sea, just south of the modern city of Hathron, and straight and straight west of the Sea of Galilee. On the map of the Palestinians, it forms the principles of diversion from a com complexory straight coastline forms the southern wall of the majestic bay or a gulf or acres. I'm telling you, it's a beautiful natural harbor south of Baroque. But what I'm saying is that Mount Carmel, beautiful in nature, but this is where some of our 
some of the most battles, some of the things that God has for us. God had to have at this particular time, King Elijah, excuse me, prophetess, hmm, Elijah. He had to be able to do battle with the prophets of Baal. Now, I'm going to say it like I mean it. When the prophet of God was going up against them, do you understand that it had to take a whole lot of just static? I mean, just, just, just girt to know that you're the only one standing up for God in that type of situation. And you got to be able to make sure. And this is coming from the Illustrated Bible Dictionary that a good friend of mine, Zoran uh, Illustrated Bible Dictionary. And when, oh my God, when you have to be able to stay in that kind of state, you got to understand. It takes one to start a revolution against the wrong. And Prophet Elijah had to make a stance against the enemy, Satan and his demons. The enemy is making his stance convenient by having all of these devices on display but you gotta understand that's gotta be some type i mean you gotta have god within you to make that type of stance i mean and decorate i mean you gotta be able to put the full oomph on it that's gotta be god there ain't nobody else that had to be god in order for him and you say how long you know halt ye between two old pink when are you gonna sit there and choose who god is and not choose, and if it's bailed, then choose him. But don't sit there and go in between because this mess is going to stop right here and right now. Y'all, see, that's the thing. I love how God just sit there. He, he, he's fully blown like some, like the characteristics of us. He don't shuck and job. He's just going to tell it straight to you. It's either me or Satan. Are you going to live for me? Are you going to live for Satan? Are you going to go over here? Are you gonna go over there? Are you gonna are you gonna live life or are you gonna live in hell? Are, are you gonna live in life or are you gonna live in death? This is what God is telling the people through Elijah. And man, I honestly, this has got some good battle. Let me say this one more time. This is some stuff that you be like, wait a minute, hold up, God. You're about to show out right quick. Mm-hmm. This is infamous, but the things that the details we don't get is that sometimes we look over the details because of how big the, the, the whole entire scenario is. And then said Elijah unto the people, that's 22nd verse, we're coming from 1 Kings 18. Please say with me, 22nd verse, and then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I alone remain a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. 23rd verse, let them therefore give us two bullocks and let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay iron wood and put no fire under. And I will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under. Setting the scene. Come on now. This is what see, God setting it up. He setting it up really good. 24th chapter. Excuse me, 24th verse. And call ye on the name of your gods. Little G. 
and I will call on the name of the Lord, big L, and the God, big G, that answered by fire. Let him be God. Ooh, Lord. And all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. All right. This is it. I mean, that this is the this conditions. This is this is the terms. All right. This is what we agree with. Oh, y'all, y'all. Oh, this is it. This is how I mean, this is some illustration. I'm like, what? OK, this is what who it is. All right. We just the conditions. All right. This is the contract. All right. We, we're going to go with that. 23rd verse, and Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, choose you one bullock for yourselves and dress it first. For ye are many and call on the name of your gods, but put no fire under. 26th verse, and they took the bullock, which was given them, and they dressed it and called on the name of Baal. From morning, even unto noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, none, silence. Whew, Lord, I, ooh, okay, I know that doesn't say that, but it's like the silence. That's got to be killing me. I mean, let's, let's stop right here. It's killing them because they just stopped and they paused. You can hear like a pin drop. And no response from this thing. None. Nunca. It's, it's something about it that you got to realize is that this is what you serve. And this is what you actually putting yourself in, in saying. And it doesn't give you no profit. It doesn't give you nothing back. Y'all don't. Uh, uh, uh. All right. Let's keep reading. 26 verse, and they took the bullock, which was given them, and they dressed it and called on the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered, and they leaped upon the altar, which was made. Leaped upon the altar that was made. 27, and it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, cry aloud, for he is a God, little G. Either he is talking or he is pursuing or he is in a journey or pre-adventure. He is sleeping and he must be awake. Mm. So pretty much he's saying, your God must be doing something else. Y'all gonna have to wake him up because apparently he he, he ain't listening. He, he, he ain't listening. Go ahead. Y'all need to get louder. Y'all need to make some noise. Y'all need to do some things because he ain't listening. Boy, I tell you, he's he strong one right there. He's strong. He, he's sitting up here saying, look, go ahead. Make your, go ahead and talk to him. Go ahead. He must be on a journey. He must be on an adventure. You know, he might be sleeping. Go ahead and wake him up. When are y'all going to realize that this enemy that you've been fighting the whole entire time ain't nothing but a Satan? Let me say it one more time for people that... The enemy that you've been fighting the whole entire time, it ain't your mom, it ain't your daddy, it ain't nobody else. It's not flesh and blood. It is a spirit. And it is Satan. And it's demons. He don't like a you. So you don't supposed to be like him. 
So when they go back and they say, you know, he says he mocks in them. The prophet is mocking them because you are serving the wrong one. You got all this clout. You got all of this, you you know, falling out and all this other stuff. But you living on the wrong one. Oh, oh, oh. My God. My God. 28th verse. And they cried aloud and cut themselves. After they mattered with knives and, and laces until the blood gushed out upon them. Don't you know? That even the sacrifice, I mean, blood sacrifice, he still, that thing still did not talk to them. No, mm, mm, mm. y'all, that's what the word says. That's what the word says. Are you serving the right one? Are you supposed to be the one that's with the one? Y'all don't hear me, y'all don't hear me, y'all. Y'all, oh Lord, that's thank you, Lord, Holy Spirit, thank you, Jesus. You know, shake it, Lord, head and shake it, Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Yeah, that's shaking it, Hard not your heart. Yeah, that's shaking it, Lord. Oh, shake it, shake it, Lord. On this day, heed the word of the Lord. Are you with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Is it dwelling in you? Are you dwelling with him? All of that. I mean, this, all of this display, I mean, they're mocking. You know, he's mocking them, but he, they're sitting up here, you know, parading around, having all the satire on, you know, having the dress on and all this other stuff, but you dead inside. What kind of mess is that? You're supposed to be living for the true and living God, but you're dead inside. And that's what Elijah is telling them. You're supposed to be with the one true one, the, the one you say is God. But honestly, you're walking dead. And all of this ritual, all this stuff, and even you, you, you know, cutting yourself, having the blood sacrifice, and this thing ain't even talking. What's wrong with you? Oh, Jesus. My help, Lord. My help comes from you. In the 29th verse, and it came to pass when, when midday was passed and they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. That was neither voice nor any to answer nor any that regarding. Nothing. Do you understand? I mean, from the day to the evening. This deity didn't say nothing. Blood sacrifice, nothing. Falling out, nothing. All of that, nothing. Now, here we go. This is, the, this is the truth. I'm just saying. Now you're starting to see who is true and who is not. Thirty mm -hmm. verse. And Elijah said unto all the people, come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Do you understand? Because of uh, Queen Jezebel sitting there and having Baal in and having Baal to come in, and they went and broke all of the tabernacles of God, the, the temple of the Lord, and then killed the prophets of God. So then he had to go in and repair what was lost. Don't you know God is calling you back because he needs to repair 
what what the enemy came in and sat there and tore down in you. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. See, that's the thing is that you need to call on God while yet he may be found. Whatever is broken in you, let him fix it. Don't go to no man, no woman, nor anybody else outside of him. Go to him. It says in the word of God, for those who are well weary and lowly in spirit, let them come. Jesus. Y'all don't understand that when the prophet Elijah said unto all the people come near me and all the people came near unto him and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken. Do you understand? That was paramount because the people of Israel was going after this demonic, this demonic deity, demigod, Satan. And, and then at the same exact time, you're going to break down what God has already built in us. Doesn't this sound familiar? Doesn't it sound familiar? You want to go after something that ain't even looking for you, that even care about you. And then your children want to sit there and kill you and your children. But yet it's still you want to go after that. Not even, not even the generation. I'm talking about generations. And then at the same exact time, don't you know he has the demons to come and look at your life and then look at the next generation, next generation. Okay, then I'm going to see who's going to be. Okay, let me see. This this is going to plague this family. This is alcoholism in this pen. And then it's going to plague this generation. And then I'm going to have the plague this and that. And then I'm going to break it down and come back in. And I'm going to come back in on the fifth generation. This is what the enemy does. Doesn't it sound familiar? I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm just saying, doesn't it sound familiar? And I'm going to tell you like I mean it. In my family, on, on both sides of my family that I've seen is more alcoholism, it's more sexualization. And so, in you know, promiscuous, all that stuff. I see that stuff. And don't you know that because I'm studying it, I had to sit there and I need to break down some barriers for me and my family because I don't want it to go into my children. And I don't want it to go in my grandchildren or great grandchildren or when I'm gone and buried and, and, you know, alive in God. I don't want none of that to come back to them. I want to be like the root of Jesse. I want that to spring forth, that David's lineage doesn't get cut short because I'm sitting up here and I know what's going on in my lineage, but I didn't do anything about it. I didn't speak on it. And I, I let it stay broken. What is wrong with y'all? See, so many people, you see what's going on in your family members and what you had to endure as children, but yet and still you don't want to speak about it because, hey, you don't want to embarrass the family. Bump that. If it's going on in the family, it needs to be addressed. If somebody's sitting up here sexualizing some child in the family, then you need to address that. I don't care if your mama, daddy, sister, or brother, you need to address it. Now, let me get back into this because I don't know what's going on, but let me tell you something. 
So many people want to sit up here and keep these secrets and all this other stuff, but yet it still is hurting the family. You want Sally Joe and Raphael to come to the to the to the family cookout when they sit up there and they touch uh, Sally Sue. Y'all better get off of that. Now let me go back over here because I'm I'm just telling you what God is telling me. You need to stop sitting up here and letting all these secrets sit up here and plague your family. Because you wanted to keep that person around. You better make sure. And I'm telling you right now, if you know what's the truth, that person should be locked up. Point blank, period. I don't care what nobody said. See, some of y'all want to say, oh, I love this person. Yeah, I love this person enough to sit up there and tell them, you know what, you need to go to jail. Call the cops. Because you, if you love that person so much, you want them to be able to correct themselves. You want them to be able to sit there and say, wait a minute, what did I do that, you know, I sit there and I put my family members at a, at a critical and dire straits. And then you inflict so much pain onto the next generation. And you think that, you know, that generation will learn and understand that. No, because they will sometimes go and do the same thing. Mimic what they already know to be already wrong. Y'all don't hear me though. All right, let me let me go back because that's a lot. Let me say this. On the 24th, oh, hold up, we're going back. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up. So when Elijah went. And he repaired the altar. And the people saw that he did that. Don't you know that's significant? Because the children of Israel were going after demonic activity instead of the right one, which was God. You see it all the time. You see them bumping their head. They go back. God sits there and says, you know what? I'm going to let you go into captivity with this person, this person, this person, you know, Persia, this Egypt and all. You see all of that. And, and they still ain't learn. That's why I don't understand. My children comment too. Hey, mama, why didn't they just stay with God? I mean, you know, it's more feasible. They're not getting hurt. They're, they're getting food from up high. I mean, God's sitting up here giving them all these different things, but yet and still they want to keep going and doing whatever they want to do because we got free will. That's all I could tell. We have free will. And don't you know, my children still said that simply mama isn't right. And they said it was stupid. How, how are you going to sit up there and do that to God? And I honestly, all I said was that it's true. Quite simply put, y'all want to sit up here? And play around with God, God ain't playing with you. Please don't play with God because God ain't playing with you. Now, dang, I keep telling y'all, this is not in my notes. I'm trying to keep on doing what God says, do amen. But the 31st verse, and Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the son of Jacob. Unto whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. See, he's trying to reestablish with the people to let them know 
This is where your lineage came from. This is where we need to be able to be established in knowing that this is what God wanted us to be. Not Jacob, not a joke, not somebody that's folly, not somebody that's in captivity. No, we are supposed to be free. We're supposed to be free to roam and do what God says do. We're supposed to be under God and we're under Israel. That's who we are. That's who we gonna be. So now this is who we are right now in the presences and that's who we always gonna be. Y'all better get with the program. Oh, y'all. Mm. That's good. That, that's, that's juicy. 12 stones represents God. 12. All 12 drives under God. 32nd verse. And when the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench about the altar as great as would contain two measures of seed. 33rd verse. And he put the wood in order and cut the bullock in pieces and laid him on the wood and said, fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt offering and on the wood. Let me tell you something. Do you understand that no, he said in the beginning, see, this is the thing. I love how Elijah did it. He sat there. He knew he wasn't going to be able to have himself to do the fire. He, he said no fire. He said none of that, right? But he still put water on the sacrifice and on the altar and all of that, even on the wood. Look at what he's doing. He's setting God up. <laughs> he's setting God up in a big, huge, prestigious way so that it's only him that's moving, only him that's being, only God is getting the glory in this. That's why God sets you up the way he does. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's why God has you to go and walk like I did in California. That's why God puts you as homeless. That's why God sits there and he doesn't let you be able to get your foot placed in different places because he wanted you to know that it was him and him alone that's setting you where you need to be. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me. See, that's the thing is that the enemy thinks that he's gotten you, but honestly, he doesn't have you at all. He has nothing on you. None of your past, thank you, Lord, can be record because all he sees is the blood on you when you give your life over through his son to God. Now, I love how this is done because God is just setting himself up. I love how God, God is, God is bad, boy, got the bad. God is a smooth criminal. <laughs> Why would you say that, Pastor? You'll see how God has sat there and let the prophet. He sat there and let the wood get soiled. He sat there and let the wood, the offering, all that get soaked. 34 verse, and he said, do it the second time. 
Come on now. And they did it the second time. And he said, do it the third time. Do you understand? And they did it the third time. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm, mm, mm. Let me go back a couple because it's good. 35th verse and the water ran round about the altar and it filled the trench also with the water. Y'all don't, ooh, come on, God. Thirty-six verse, and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet, evening now, came near and said, "Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel." Y'all don't hear me though. See, he had to declare that thing. He he went and said, "You know what, God? You the bad one. Let's do this, God. You." But see, he gotta he gotta be pacific. I love when he does this. He was so pacific. He sat there and he said, you know what? I'm talking to Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel. Let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things at thy word. 37 verse, hear me, O Lord, hear me. That this people, come on, this people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou have turned their hearts back again. <laughs> 38 verse, then the fire of the Lord failed and consumed the burnt, uh, burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear it. Y'all don't see that. Then the fire of the Lord failed and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up, licked up the water that was in the school, y'all. Y'all don't. God is that bad that he was able to make a statement on Mark Carmel about who he is, how it's to done, and how he's doing it. Y'all don't hear me, y'all. Ooh, Lord. Do it all. God is showing you. It's this, thus says the Lord. When somebody dies, it's thus says the Even when someone's born, it's thus says the Lord. He is doing this. Y'all, I man, I'm telling you, y'all, y'all don't, y'all, y'all, to me, every time I read the word of God, it's coming to life because you are envisioning the prophet Elijah in front of all of these 445, 450 Baal prophets, and he's sitting there and he orchestrates this. I mean, he's constructed back again, built up the, the altar of God. And then he had to do it three times, told the people to get barrels. Fully soaked this three times. And then told God and said, God, we know who it is. That is you. And then I am your servant. So let's do this. This is how I feel in my, okay? That's just me. I see that. And I'm like, man, God, you just, and when God, I mean, he came down, sent fire to all that. I mean, the dust, even to the, I mean, the burnt off, all that, the stone, the wood. I mean, that's got to be some 
some deep fire and the dust and then lift up the water that y'all I'm done. God said that uh, I'm done. No, mm -mm. Nah, mm -mm. I was done. <laughs> Listen, when God is that deep into you and you are deep into God, do you understand that every time that you are preaching and giving the word of God, that fire is kindled even the more, that illumination is kindled even the more, that even what is surrounding you can't sustain it, the heat. Whew. Jesus, that God put it under. Y'all just, ooh, y'all don't get it. 39 verse, and when all the people saw it, Ooh, Jesus, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is the God, the Lord, he is the God, y'all, <laughs> that's it, God said, I'm going to do, and that settles it, no, nope, mm -mm, that's it, that's it, uh -uh, I, my, my whole entire imagination, when God, when the people saw that, I'm looking at the eyes, I'm like, Ooh, I like my eyes we got big. My hands would have been like, ooh, we have messed up. My body would have been like, mm, drop to the floor. Why? Because you see who God is, how God is, how he orchestrated the whole entire thing. You ain't got nothing but to bow to him. You bow to him. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute, Pastor. I'm having a moment. Because my whole entire being is sitting up there. I mean, your whole body has to just shake and quake to know that you've been in the presence of the Almighty. And he came through the fire. And you've seen that. And you, I don't know about you, but my whole entire body would have been the same way with the with, with the children of Israel, I would have been like, yep, I'm, I'm, I'm down. I am bowing down because that's it. That's who God is. I, I, there is nobody else. There cannot be no one else because I know it's just him. Y'all. <laughs> Woo. God bad. Now y'all see why I say God? Okay. All right, I'm going to give myself. All right. So. 40th verse. I'm gonna say third, not first verse over again, because that, that was good. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. Holy, holy, holy. <laughs> Jesus, Lord God Almighty. Whew. I don't know about you. Oh, Lord. Mm, my God. Holy, mm, 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 mm. my God, mm, mm. Pastor, why are you humming? Because you don't understand the validity. When you recognize and know who God is, and He, you, He's been in your presence, He's been in your midst, and the whole time, and then you recognize who God is. That's a, mm, mm. that's a. Mm moment that's that's you can't even say nothing about that you can only just sit there and say yes you can say holy but you know what i mean sometimes your your spirit your your your, your holy spirit like oh 
I recognize him. That's what God, that's it. That's it. That ain't nothing else. I don't know what nothing else. That's it. That's him. That, that's, that, I can't. Mm -mm. Okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm mm -mm. thank you, Lord. Whew. Holy. Thank you, Lord. The Lord, he is the God. The Lord, he is the God. Big G, no little G, big G. For a verse, and Elijah said unto them, take the prophets of Baal. Let not one of them escape. They took them and Elijah brought them down to the brook, Cush, and slew them there. My God. Well, hello. This is what the consequences to your actions when you don't serve the right one. Oh, my God. Holy Lord. Holy, holy, holy. Now, the 41st verse. And Elijah said unto Ahab, get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. Jesus, y'all don't, don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me though. The sound of abundance of rain. My God, Jesus. The sound of the abundance of rain. Because they were having a drought. Who, Jesus, help me, Lord, because of the abundance of who God is. Jesus. Not for what King Ahab, but because what God, y'all don't go back, go back. Y'all got to go back to do this is juicy. All right. So the 42nd verse. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and, it, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth. And put his face between his knees. 43rd verse. And said to his servants. Go up now. Look towards the sea. And he went up and looked. And there is nothing. And he said go again seven times. Seven times now. Whew. 44th verse. And it came to pass that at the seventh time. That he said behold. There arise a little cloud. <laughs> out of the sea like a man's hand and he said go up say unto Ahab prepare thy chariot and get thee down that the rain stop thee not mm. 45th verse and it came to pass that in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind and there was a great rain and Ahab rode and went to Gerald 46th verse and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah and he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jerob. Y'all. I'm going to start right here because this is getting good. And I'm going to have to go into a little bit more into death in Jerob. But. Did you see what God did? Did you, did you honestly see? That when we read the word of God, it becomes life. We see what 
this king was and i'm you you see how his wife was i mean you saw how the how the how the evil not just cracked in but just kicked the door down and came into his life and then his wife the same the, jezebel brought the 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 foreign deity into their camp and he let it happen he, he he just said, okay, come on in. And then sat there and broke down God's temples and then killed their prophets and to say, y'all don't hear me though. See, some of y'all letting this deception come in and kill your whole entire family, your children's future, your whole entire society. And some of these presidents are letting this mess come into their whole entire regime. And now it's breaking down as we know in society, but yet and still, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I still believe God is going to set the standard. And don't you know, God is going to bring fear back into the church because he's going to be able to show who he is and what his status is and still remains. And he's still the king. He's still God. He's still almighty. He is still Rapha. He is still El Shaddai, Elohim. He is still. See, he's going to bring the fear of him back into the church. Y'all keep on playing in church. Don't you think that God has not saw what was going on? That's why a lot of the churches now are starting to shut down. That's why a lot of pastors, prophets, teachers, preachers, if you sit up here playing with God, he's showing people who you really are. And now you're starting to see who the real ones are. Y'all better get ready. Get ready. God ain't playing. God ain't playing. Now y'all see how. And we, I mean, we went through a whole entire hour. And God is down low. God is down low, down low, down low in it to me. And it, it, it costs you something. It costs you time and it costs you effort. It costs you time to know who God is. See, even around the brook of Cush, even all of that, you need to know the territory, the terrain, that what was going on. Because this is where some of these, the, pretty much this is where the, the prophet of Baal died. Because they knew, they knew. That they thought they were serving the right one, but do you understand? Their God let them down. Because at that time, and it still still stands today. You don't sit there and challenge the one true God and think you're gonna live. Y'all, I'm gonna say this one more time for the people in the back. I don't care what nobody says. God is still God is still God. His son is still the son. He is still the one we need. Not the S-U-N, but the S-O-N. Because that's the S-U-N is written by them. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Jesus was there when God was forming the earth. <laughs> How do you know, pastors? Because he said, let us make man in our own. If he can sit down and let us see that he sat down with himself and Jesus had to be there and had the discussion around and said, let us make man. Let us be able to have someone 
to be able to, to, to not just fellowship with us, but also be close with us. That's God. Well, past, you know, I said, I'm not, I'm not I'm trying to be deep like that. I'm, 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 I'm deep enough. I want you to understand that's God. So when he made the son S-U-N and he already made the S-O-N. So the S-U-N reflects the S-O-N. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. The son reflects his son. And we're only seeing a glimpse of it because of the way that the sun is illuminating. And you cannot be able to sit there and, and look directly in it because it changes your, your retina. I've seen that where people, and I, there's a Pacific tribe, and they teach their children, their generations to go and look at the sun directly. And some of them were blue or brown eyes, and their eyes would turn color, the retina now. Do you understand? You can't even get so close to the SU in the sun without being able to be consumed. This is what we need to understand. That's the reverence of who God is. Do you understand that? That's why Moses had to see the back of God. He couldn't see the front of God because then he would have died. But I don't want to go into this, God, but you know, you know. How y'all living like that, you know? That's in the back of my head, like, wait, we know who God is, but we don't want to recognize who God is. We 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 don't fully. We, we we don't. For some of us, we don't. But for the ones that got some common sense, that that know who God is, y'all better be. Oh, uh, y'all better be out here living out loud for God, like straight up. Do you know who God is? I mean, let me introduce you to him. I'm just saying. God can come down like that. Like that. In the word of God. And you don't think that he doesn't do that today? In, in hospitals and in and, and nurses and in and, and, and tents where we have all of these revivals and in and, 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 and universities where God is sitting up here and he's gotten all of these holy revivals and jumping up in. Do you understand that God is still alive and living and working and breathing in us all today and still in his word? Where have y'all been? Where have you been? Please wake up. Please don't don't be serving the wrong one. Get with the right one before it's too late. Man, Pastor, I mean, no. See, see, sometimes I had to I had to realize that every time I'm in this word, it takes the cost, it takes a lot. Because it takes time, it takes a whole lot of pen. <laughs> A whole lot of writing, a whole lot of reading, a whole lot of research, a whole lot of just going in and God's downloading into you constantly. And I said this before, but I want to let you know, it ain't me. It's God that's within me. It's the Holy Spirit that's within me that's telling you, look, it is too many things going on in this world. And I'm going to say it like I mean it. Do you understand? That so many people want to take down and don't want to live right and don't want to put the blood stain banner. 
They don't want to wave the flag of who God is. They don't want to wave and, and, and be consecrated in his word and don't want to live right and don't want to do, want to be wishy-washy. And then you want to get out here and then you want to be able to have people following you. I'm telling you, stop. Honestly, look at your life. If it's not lining up with the word of God, have several seats. Do what God says do. Stop sitting up here and have doing it because I'm telling you, as much as I see and I, and I'm looking around and I'm like, do you understand even the weather is obeying God? Even the times are obeying God. I mean, it's gotten so critically, so critically acclaimed that people's lives, hearts and minds, even their minds are coming under so much demonic activity that they're not even withstanding it. Some people are losing their lives daily because they don't want to address it. They don't want to talk about it. They want to sit here and be in silence. I cannot be in the silence. No one should be in silence. You, you, you need to talk to someone. And if you have problems like that, mental issues, uh, you know, so many different things, talk to God and also talk to someone that is a Christian clinical psychologist. And I'm telling you, once you do that and you start talking to God and you start giving that time and then also talking to them and seeing about what's going on with you, you're not by yourself. You're not alone. God has not caused you to walk this life alone. And I'm saying that as someone that is studying these type of critical issues and also at the same time as a pastor and as a prophetess, we all need to talk. We all need someone to be able to sit there and say, you know what? If you need help, go and join a good local church. Let God guide you into that. And if you don't have a local church, then start talking to God. Talk to your spouse. And if he's not saved or she's not saved, start talking to God about those serious things. Go towards him and and talk to him about everything. There is nothing too hard for God. And don't be scared to lay naked. And I mean figuratively towards God. I mean, just bear it all. Your whole entire soul say, God, this is what happened. You already know, but this is how I feel. And this is what's going on with me. This is what my husband did, my children did, you know, my spouse did, you know, husband or wife, you know, what have you. This is what I feel like, you know, like so many things is crashing down on me. Like, I don't know what to do. You know, bills are due. What am I supposed to do, God? I mean, talk to him because that's how I was able to get through my seasons of homelessness. That's how I was able to get through my seasons of despair. I talked to him, not just talk to him. Sometimes I was yelling. Sometimes I was just disgruntled. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I was not even, you know, front, period. I was like, God, you told me I'm the head and not the tail. This is what's going on. This is how I feel. This is what's been going on with me. Now, God, I'm asking you, Give me my life back. Give me the way that you want me to love you back. Give me all of these different things. I mean, I had to build myself up and I don't want to tear myself down. Let me say that one more time for people back. This enemy will try to tear you down, but God wants to lift you up. Choose him on today. No matter what's going on, choose him. There is all things going on, but choose him. 
Don't don't go anywhere else. Don't don't sit there and you know, I'm gonna say this one more time. Don't see yourself in the satisfaction of a man or a woman or or anything like that or drugs or whatever. Do not sit there and look for any love anywhere else because that's simply what it is. It's you looking for love in all the wrong places. We need to choose God. Now, if you have not sat there and chosen God for yourself, please go with me to Romans 10, 9, and 8. And I'm telling you, it is one of the scriptures that we do as believers know that God is the one that has been able to help get us out of all the things that we have been through. And it says here right now that in Romans 10, 9 and 10 is that thou that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 11, for these scriptures said, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Verse 12, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that have come upon him. Verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall be. That means it is in the present tense. Right now, I'm asking you, if you haven't accepted the Lord Jesus into your life, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm asking you right now in the name of Jesus to come into me, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. Forgive me of all my sins that I have committed, Lord, known and unknown, seen and unseen. Master, Lord, to be able to be with me. Master, Lord, to be able to renounce everything that's in my life, every demonic spirit, everything that my family, my background, my lineage has been able to do, Lord. I'm asking you for it to not to come to me. And I'm asking you that it will stop immediately, cease to be in the existence with me and this generation for the next generation to be able to stay holy, to do what thus says the Lord and let us all be able to be holy unto you. I'm asking you, Lord, to be able to let me, I'm confessing with my mouth and I'm letting you know, Lord, that I, I believe in your son and Jesus and I want to be able to be saved right now, God. And I'm asking you to come into me to heal me, to, to, to have me from the crown of my head to sole of my feet, rendering all to you right now in the name of Jesus, I pray and I thank you for my children, for my family, and standing in the gap. If I have any family members that is not of you, God, I'm asking you that I stand in the gap and I pray for them, that they know who the deliverance is and, I'm, and the deliverer is Jesus, and letting him know that, God, you have been able to bless us and keep us on today. And let us all be able to know who God is and I accept you all. Into, and let me be able to do what thus says the Lord, putting on the full armor of God and be able to do all that was said to do. And let me be able to read my word, meditate in my heart of you and also be able to pray and fast and know and seek your face every day. And we thank you. And we thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Whoever is saved on today. Please 
If you have been able to render your heart and your mind over to God, I say, you know, congratulations. Your your life starts again. This is what God is saying that we we are so happy to have you and to as a brother or sister in the Lord Jesus Christ. And and I'm thankful and grateful for you on today. And for everyone, I say thank you for listening. And if you like what you uh, heard thus far in this podcast, please follow and subscribe. And find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podcaster, and other major platforms such as YouTube. Please, if you love and like this podcast, please leave a five-star rating. That will help us to reach more people. And if you have any questions, comments, or just to be able to find me on Facebook at It Is Written by L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-A. Once again, it is written by L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. And I'm going to say this to the people that have been listening to me thus far. Thank you. And for the ones that have just started to realize and see me and see who I am, thank you. I appreciate you so much. And from everyone around the globe, I appreciate you spending some time with me and also spending some time with just learning and understanding who God is. Sometimes it's not always easy, but I'm telling you, this book is life and I don't want to be without it. This is my water and my bread. I don't want to be without any of it. This is my life and I want to be able to live and breathe in it. And I don't want it to stop, but I know that Jesus is coming. And we have to be ready for that. I want to say this. We're going to get more up to date on my YouTube. It has been a lot going on. But I will say this also too. If you have any mental issues or um, anything that is mentally unstable. Some things that are going on. Please go talk to a person that you really do confide in. That is so saved for God. And also consult God first who to talk to about these certain issues. There are Christian psychologists, there are pastors, prophets, and teachers that will love on you and, and also be able to help monitor you and help your journey. But most importantly, know you're not by yourself. You're never alone. Know that you have God and you have all of us. If you want to reach out once again, please reach out to me. It is written by L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Once again, it is written by L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Also reach out to me on Facebook. I will start doing more podcasts of uh, more um, YouTube broadcasts also. But please, please be patient with me. I have a lot of things I have to take care of. But you know what? This word hasn't stopped. And I'm not going to stop. Because until the last breath, we have to declare who God is. So it can reach all world so that Jesus can come. Thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for listening to me. I duly appreciate it. Kanosmi da, anyong.